Welcome to the Public Speakers Association podcast, where we support you delivering your message through community and collaboration. We talk with successful speakers about how you can continue to grow your business and message through speaking. I am your co-host, Jason Antelek, owner and CEO of the Public Speakers Association. And I'm your co-host, LZ Flinard, the mayor of Podcast Town. Welcome, everyone, to the Public Speakers Association podcast. We are glad to have you with us today. And we have the very talented teacher, author, and practitioner, Mr. Rex Sykes, is with us. He is a member of the Public Speakers Association. And today, he's going to chat with us about living life on your terms. Uh, Rex is the creator of Mind Design and is also well known as a master of neuro linguistic programming, a trainer, a hypnotist, and a whole brain learning expert. This is a guy who who knows a lot about a lot of different things. Rex, we are so happy to have you along with us today. How are things going in your world? Oh, it's fabulous, and I, I appreciate the warm invite and the warm intro. And I'm happy to be here with uh, the people yourselves and the people who are listening. So. Um, all is good at my end. I'm delighted. Rex, you're a huge proponent of of living life on your terms. So I, I, one of the things that that I'm a supporter of for people is is understanding what those kind of phrases mean. So uh, let's start there. Help help our listeners understand by uh, from your frame of reference, what does living life on your terms mean? Oh, it's a great question and a good way to start. It means being a victor or a champion. It means living life the way you intend to live it and not being a victim of circumstances or a victim of your own mindset. And often too too many of us are a victim of our feelings, our mindsets, our poor habits. And so uh, life on your terms is the opportunity and the ability to claim that back and make things happen the way you want to make them happen. There's a lot of stuff in the uh, law of attraction, which is one of many of the universal laws. Uh, but people seem to think, well, I'll just, I'll just sit in my room and I'll wish for something to happen and I don't have to do anything. And then these piles of cash will show up and the, you know, the Bugatti will be in the driveway. And that could happen. I, I will never ever say it can't. However, for a lot of people, it doesn't seem to work that way. And, and one of the reasons it doesn't is because they actually, um, get in the way of it getting here. They they misunderstand how things work. And because they do, they live out without awareness. And what you don't know is what drives the show. What you're not aware of is what runs everything. Now, I live the life of my dreams today, but it wasn't always that way at all. I write about it in my book. I mean, I, I, I won't go into great detail, but I had in my life, I've had numerous calamitous times, which uh, I would have thought at the time was the end of me, the end of everything I knew, um, and, and multiple times. I'm sorry, my phone for some reason keeps going off no matter how many times I shut the alarms off. I don't do it correctly. Tech-wise, I'm a neophyte. I'm a newbie. Um, but the point being is that uh, when I was a younger person, I was absolutely miraculously talented at creating tons of crap and, and, and things that didn't work in my life. And, and my father, when I was a child said, you know, you have a black cloud following you. You're just unlucky. You know, nothing you ever seem to do works out. And 
oftentimes my parents would rush in to rescue me in some event or another. So I didn't even learn how to, to do a lot of things on my own. And so I grew up um, with lots of failure. The reason I can talk about failure and success is because I have failed, gosh, an infinite number of times. But every time I failed, I've managed to get back up, dust off, and move forward. Um, so that's what living life on your terms is. It, I, I live a wonderful, marvelous, incredible life right now. And at the same time, crap happens. But I live with this as this, this is my motto. If you consider everything a blessing, then everything is a blessing. If you consider it a problem, then it is a problem. Mindset makes it so. And what I do is I help people aim their mind to create the kind of life they want instead of creating the crap haphazardly or on purpose. So I hope that wasn't too long of an answer to a very uh, simple and and yet very direct and positive, powerful question. No, that is absolutely perfect. Um, I, I love how you tie in mindset, um, taking action, creating the life that, that you want. Um, but I've always questioned that. Is there a balance of preparation and luck? Well, you know, the, the saying is that success is the crossroads where preparation and luck intersect or where they meet. So in order to really be lucky and be successful, you have to be prepared. Um, if I want to get a job as a juggler, I'm not going to get one unless I learn to juggle. And I'm not going to get probably a lot of jobs unless I'm a pretty darn good juggler. So in order to be hired to have the job to have the opportunities available to me i need to do the i need to do the preparation now where mindset comes in is some people would say i don't know how to juggle i can't do it it's too hard I, i've never done anything like that i'm a klutz i'm stupid all my life i've screwed up you know I'm, I'm 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 not able to do that well that would if they stop there they're not going to juggle but what i do is i teach people hey you know what if you start picking up the balls you know what's you know what happens when you when you start to juggle yeah, drop, drop them constantly. <laughs> constantly, <laughs> exactly. And you're better weeks. off juggling with these bean bags because they won't roll away from you. And then, you know, if, unless you really need a workout, then you juggle with balls and you'll be chasing them all day long. Um, but yeah, so, so if you understand that dropping the balls is part of the process of learning, and what a lot of people do is they try and manage their learning. They've never done anything before and they think they should be an expert at it. And this is part of the conditioning we grew up with. You know, you're dumb, you're stupid, you should be better. Uh, Johnny did better than you, so you need to do better next time. So people get it where it comes at, in terms of whole brain and accelerated learning. People get in their own way by their beliefs and their attitudes and their thoughts about where they should be in the process. So they start to juggle and they go, I'm no good at this, as if, as if they, as if, you know, God died and they took over and said, you will never juggle. Or they go, this is too hard, or I can't juggle three balls. I'll never be able to juggle five. And they have all these excuses and blames and, and accusations and wimps and whines and complaints. And that's normal. I mean, I have too, you know, that's, that's what the part of what the mind does because that's what our, what we're conditioned growing up in our culture is to do is to be very self-critical. Um, we're conditioned to be less than we have flaky hair and yellow teeth and smelly pits and we're always less and not good enough. And very, you know, the reason why none of this stuff is taught in school. It's because I don't want you to know how to empower yourselves so that you can become one of the ruling elite. <laughs> so we're, we're from the very onset of coming onto the planet. We come in beautifully and incredibly talented. We're free agents with the beautiful, you know, we, we're source, we're, we're divine, we're perfect. And then we get these programs put into us 
that say, no, you're not, no, you're not, no, you're, 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 you're no good. And we spend, if we're smart, the rest of our life, um, getting out of that programming and, and reprogramming, reprogramming ourselves so that we can get back in touch with who we actually are. So I keep snoozing my phone for some reason instead of shutting this thing off. Sorry. <laughs> but see, this is a part of it. This is part of it. This is what I'm saying. I could sit here and get totally mad and upset and frustrated and say, I'm a total klutz. I don't know what I'm doing. This will never work. You know, oh, I throw my phone across the room. Or I can say, wow, you know what? I need to learn how to do this better. So. Yes. And then get information from someone that, that has the same problem with my father-in-law. And if you hit the button on the bottom uh, that says stop instead of the snooze in the middle, yep. because the problem is the timer yep. and the alarm buttons are switched. So if you use a timer and an alarm, it's very confusing. <laughs> well, it yeah, really I kept, is. I it, well, and, I, and what I discovered <laughs> is I had it set for like 1125 to be sure that I called in on time. And, and that was still running. And every time I hit stop, it didn't stop that for some reason. So um, good, good to know. Now I, 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 I was literally helping my father-in-law with that exact same thing. And, and I was like, poor guy, why is he, it was frustrating the hell out of him. And he kept snoozing it. And, and I said, oh, that's what it is, because I saw two of them go off back to back. I'm like, they're swapped. So no wonder. Like, if you don't read it, you don't know. And it's a perfect analogy for what goes on in our head, because we've got things that compete, things that are running, programmings that are that are operating that we don't know how to, to operate because we've never been given the keys or the codes or the, the blueprint or the methods for doing that. And so we just live life haphazardly instead of as a victor or as a champion. So going back to the juggling, just just if somebody starts and they and they and they understand that there may be a learning curve involved, that they may be critical and they, they're going to drop a lot of balls, but they keep at it. The more you do, the more you can do. The more you do correctly, consistently, repeatedly for long enough, the better you get at it. The better you get at it, the easier it becomes, and the easier it becomes, the better you get at it. And pretty soon you're juggling five balls while eating a sandwich, and one is a bowling ball and another is a chainsaw, and you're balanced on one leg of a chair on a tightrope high up in the sky. Because you learned and mastered juggling, and and then you then 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 it's kind of a no brainer, and that's what living life on on your terms is about. Is is taking what seems to be a struggle at first, learning how to let that go, drop it, release it, reprogram your mind so that it becomes automatic and reliable and a no brainer. You do not have to think your way through it. When you're learning juggling. You know, we there's the four stages of learning. There's unconscious incompetence. You don't know about juggling. Then there's unconscious competence where you learn that there's juggling, but you know you can't do it. Then there's conscious competence in which you're talking your way through it. That's when you're complaining and whining and chasing the balls and, and getting better and then plateauing and, and feeling, oh, my God, you know, I'm never going to get any better. I was good yesterday and now I suck. And, and it goes on, you know, in terms of mastery. And then there's unconscious competence where – it's automatic. It's reliable. It's where the ahas are. It's where creativity comes from. It's where you get the download from the from the universe, where you think in ways that you could not have ever thought before because you weren't traveling at that frequency or that vibration or that level. You were always traveling at a lesser on a lesser. Road. That's why the road less travels. There's, there's no one on it because very few people uh, do what's necessary in order to live the life of their dreams. Why there's one or two percent that have everything and the rest of the people don't? Because the one or two percent either do this consciously or they've lucked into it or they do it unconsciously and they're not aware of it, but they do things that the rest of the people do not do 
So they represent a fraction of people that the room at the top is, 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 is very empty. <laughs> it's only one or two percent, while the 98 percent, uh, the rest of the people sit and, and complain about their lives. Part of this is all by design in our culture to be, to be, I believe, conditioned and held down. That's why it's not taught in schools. That's why, you know, they, uh, uh, Henry Ford told Napoleon Hill, you can't release that book that way. Nobody will work my assembly lines if they all become entrepreneurs. Stop this, you know. Um, so they don't want you to have it, but we know it. It's out there. And guess what? It's out there in plain sight and people keep missing it. It's, it's not hidden. There is no secret to the secret. The secret to the secret is that you are the secret. And here's all the stuff. Will, Will Smith said, I, and anybody, I was a top light, eight class, multi-million movie star long before you guys knew it. Wow. Those are profound words of wisdom. Um, so as you, as you get wiser, Rex, how do you stay open to learning from those who you may not think can teach you? Oh, beautiful question. Remember what I said? Everything is a blessing. If you consider it a blessing, if you're open to the idea that everybody who comes your way is there for your good, even if that's not true, if that's your mindset, if that is your reframe, if that is how you uh, operate in the world, then everyone there is for your good. And every challenge, every opposition, every problem, every problem person, every event, every circumstance that doesn't go the way you want it is indeed a blessing for you so that you can grow and become stronger and better and wiser and know how to navigate through more things. It's kind of like if all you ever sailed on is a calm sea, where if you're out in the middle of the lake when the storm rises, you won't have a clue what to do. But if all the while you're learning to to sail, you've got various sized storms and, and gales of wind force and everything, you're going to be a much better sailor. So what I do is I teach people how to sail the seas of consciousness so that they they, they do, do just what you said. They start learning from sources they would never consider. I'll stop and tell you a short story. I've spent a lot of my life in ashrams uh, in different parts of the world. And uh, I was in one with this woman who was, I was purchasing milk. And for some reason, we got into this argument while we were purchasing it. And she was yelling at me and I was yelling at her. And I walk away and I realized, you know what? I need to listen to whatever she said because I'm projecting all this crap on her and I'm making her wrong and thinking she's stupid and she doesn't understand me. But what I realized at some point is she's a mirror for all the stuff that's in me that I could let go if I could see it. And if I'm unaware of it, it'll just keep perpetuating and I'll just keep perpetuating it. So at that, at that moment, I, I had to go back to her and say, look, first off, I'm sorry. I should never have done that. And second, can I hug you? You, you are, you are awesome because you, you put me in my place. You, you have showed me who I am. You are a mirror to me. And, uh, and so learning from, you did, I've learned more from like literally derelicts and bums on, on, on bus stops than I have sometimes in seminar rooms or from, you know, great teachers and powerful leaders. It's, it's sitting down with somebody and they say something and, and it just zing, goes right to your heart and you're like, wow. Ah. Did I answer that? Fully. Beautifully. Fully and beyond. Oh. There's, there's something that you've said a number of times, and I, I think it bears repeating and, 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 and a little bit of focus, is that word awareness. 
mm-hmm. right? Because uh, so many people step over that as such a key component that, that being aware. And, and another thing you said, it kind of circles back a little bit to the, the analogy, a couple of analogies that we've used today, but the, the awareness and the, what did you call it? Uh, the, it, it's, it's kind of that programming that, um, unconscious, what did you call it? Un, unconscious achievement, huh? unconscious achievement where you kind of, you just, you, you just sort of do it automatically, right? Unconscious competence. Uh, there we go. But I think a lot of people think they're operating in unconscious competence. But they're actually ignorant because they're programmed one way and they think what they're doing automatically is the right thing, but it's actually harming them, right? They're, they're programmed to react a certain way, but that's how the masses react. And that's exactly how someone else somewhere in an algorithm or some sort of influence has determined that they want that group to go and is molding and shaping that and, and, the ones that stray, the ones that go the other direction, folks like you that are willing to say, hey, you guys, wake up, pay attention. If you're willing to to take a look and be aware that you don't have to follow everybody else, that you can go your own direction, that really is what makes makes it on your own terms. Because if you're following the crowd, right? Like, how do you how how do you become awake? What do you you get your head above all the sheep, right? And you realize like I, okay, I am a sheep, but I'm a different color sheep. Like, what do you do if you're standing in the middle of that crowd and you're caught up in all of that? How do you get out of that flow? Wow, wow, that's a great uh, again, a, a great question. Uh, and let's see if I can uh, I can parse out different things to it. Um, awareness, becoming aware, is the ability to let go and allow and to notice what is going on without judgment about it. For example, we have positive and negative thoughts, and if you watch your thinking, a large portion of it for people is negative. And it's negative, and the unconscious competence is, is, is in the same way that you learn to drive or ride a bike or, or do any skill. The conscious competence is when you're talking yourself through it. So driving was difficult at one time, and you had to coordinate all these things, and you had to practice it, and you had to rehearse it, and you had to get it. And then one day... You know, you got in your car, you drove to a friend's house or you drove somewhere, you had the radio on or you're talking on your phone or you turn around, you drive unconsciously competent. Now, you're, you drive unconsciously 99.9% of the time, but you have to have some conscious awareness. If you fall asleep at the wheel, typically that's not a good thing. So you have to be awake to drive. But having said that, plenty of people drive miles down the road in lost in thought and not paying attention to the process of driving at all. So we have this incredible mechanism that serves us. And, you know, its job is to keep us aware or to keep us awake. Sorry, to keep us alive. Our job <laughs> is to become aware and awake of when it's running its programs that we consciously wish to change. So what it's done is it's learned, just like driving, to be down on itself and to rag on itself and to think less than itself and to feel, have bad feelings and to do bad habits and to smoke. The brain doesn't care if you smoke or not. The brain doesn't care if you're fat or not. The brain doesn't care if you're shy or not. The brain doesn't care if you're anything. It just does what it's learned to do until you say, I don't want to do that anymore. And the brain goes, well, this is what you do. This is who you are, and I'm going to keep doing it. And you go, I don't want to do it. And the brain goes, well, guess who's more powerful? I am more powerful. I run the show. I beat your heart. Go on outside, honey. 
I beat your heart. I blink your eyes. I pump the blood through your through your body. I run the show. You have little little human. You have no power. But what you do have in terms of power is the power to direct like the rudder on a big ship. That massive, you know, cruiser, cruise liner, whatever, is run on power. That's your unconscious mind. It's billions of times stronger and more powerful than you are, and it's going to get you from point A to point B. But you control the rudder that says, oops, I'm going to South America, and I wanted to go to Greenland. So I'm going to turn this ship around. And, and and guess what? It takes a while for that ship to turn because it's this massive mechanism that needs to turn, and you've got this little tiny rudder by comparison that's that's directing it. But that's what we are given in being on this planet, a conscious mind and an unconscious mind. The unconscious mind takes care of everything, runs everything, and then we go, I don't like that, and this is why I say there's no sabotage, there's no self-sabotage, because it's doing what it's learned to do, and it'll keep doing it forever until you say, I don't want to do it. And then, and then you'll, then you'll resist what it does until you learn to how to work with it to get where you want to go. If every time I, I'm trying to drive from here to where you are, I drive with my foot on the brake or I keep pulling up the parking brake or I keep turning around or I keep stopping and getting out of my car and kicking the tires for no reason, it's going to take me a very long time. And that's that conscious confidence that that part where we're talking our way through going, damn. I am so stupid. Why isn't this working out? God, you failed me. The universe sucks. You know, and when you become aware, what you do is you become aware that the mechanism is ongoing and you start to watch it and you realize it's like watching a TV show where the, the, the characters are yelling at each other. You're not yelling. They're, they're on the TV show yelling and you're watching that, but you're watching yourself talk that way. That's, it's not you. It's not who you are. In fact, if you believe your self talk, I'll sell you some property in, in swampland. <laughs> but that's what we do. We we believe what we tell ourselves. We believe our beliefs. And and the question about beliefs is, do they serve you to do what you want and to live the way you want, or do they not? And if they don't, become aware of them and then drop them, let them go. And if they do serve you, promote them. So it's 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 literally not this, but this, not this, but this, not this, but this. And both of those are like two sides of one coin. And you own the coin, but you aren't the coin. You aren't your hand, but you have a hand. You aren't your thoughts, but you have your thoughts. And people always say, well, how do you let go of them? Well, you let, think of it this way. If you were to take a pencil in your hand and you just put it on your hand and you close your hand loosely around it, you can turn your hand over and the pencil will stay in your hand. If you just open your fingers, the pencil just drops. Gravity takes care of the rest. You don't have to push it. You don't have to force it. You don't have to do anything. You just let go of it. But what most people do is they take the pencil and they clutch it with all their might. And they hold on to it. And they go, this is me. This is who I am. This, the, I, You don't know the problems that I have. You don't know what I've struggled with. You don't know how hard it is. And all of that energy, think of it. If you were clutching a pencil so hard for so long, all those muscles, all that energy, all of that is is going to clutch something that isn't serving you if you took all your belongings and put them in a bag and carried them over your shoulder for 25 35 45 years wouldn't you kind of be saying you know what i'm i'm using a lot of energy to carry stuff i don't need and and that's what literally what trying to help people to understand you can live any way you want to live and be who you want to be it's not a matter of doing, it's a matter of becoming. And when you become who you are 
and you're incredible. Your your infinite potential and possibility. You are so beyond anything you could imagine yourself to be. When you drop into that place and accept that, then you start doing the things that help you get the things that you want and where you want to go in life. But you got to be at first. I may have talked way through or over around your question at this point, but um, I hope I've answered some of what you asked. Well, I I would say again that you answered that and gave us a lot more there, Rex, because there's your outlook on things is all about recognizing that you know essentially we create our reality through our choices. Yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. And if we're if we're aware of what's going on around us and we're taking part in it, then we can make different choices and have a different reality. It's it's very simple. You just have to go. Do I like what I'm experiencing right now? If I'm feeling less than glorious, I'm probably thinking some pretty crappy thoughts. And if I then go, well, what am I thinking right now? And I'm thinking, wow, I've got this big, you know, deadline coming up, and I'm nowhere near it, and my boss is going to hate me, and she's, I just don't know if I'm going to. And that's making me feel bad. I've now become aware of something that was making me feel bad that was outside of my consciousness, but I've turned my attention from my feeling, which is an a, a signal, an alert that says, hey, guess what? You're not, you're, something's going on here. And I've turned it to what might be the cause of it, which is the, the thinking, the self-talk, the pictures I'm making in my head. And I go, does this serve me? Do I want to feel this way or not? If I don't want to feel this way, if I don't want to think those things, then I choose to think something else. Now, here is the caveat. And I, I, I say this a lot in my book, and I, and I encourage people to get the book, but here's the thing. If it's easier to rag on yourself and nag yourself and bitch about yourself and complain about yourself than it is to praise yourself and love yourself and take care of yourself, all it means is you've done the one, the negative one, more than you've done the positive one. You learn the habit of repeating negative criticism, negative pictures, and negative feelings throughout your life. It's part of the conditioning. So now that you're aware of that and that you have the opportunity to let go of it, now's the time to let go of it. If it's not serving you, choose that which would serve you. If you don't like how you're feeling, do things that make you feel better legally. And and I'm not saying get high, except to get high in vibe and, and frequency and, and, and stuff that and so you understand what I'm saying. Wow. We we could probably do another five episodes just around <laughs> that principle. Thank you so much, Rex, for your time and your insights. Uh, if, if people want to reach out to say hi or to connect with you, how can they do that? Oh, that's a great question. Thanks, Aldi. Uh, RexSykes.com is my website. R-E-X-S-I-K-E-S.com is my website. They can find me there. They can get the book on Amazon, obviously. And um, and do reach out. And there's a free gift right there at my website, 22-minute uh, audio that people can download absolutely free. Uh, on your worst problem and how to how to eliminate it or how to overcome it. So uh, thank you for asking. And um, and I'm all over the Internet. I mean, people will find me, you know, anywhere they look if they search my name. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you again for your time. Oh, my gosh. Thank you. Thank you, Jason. Thank you, Elsie. This has been marvelous. And thank you to the listeners. Thanks for listening. To learn more about the Public Speakers Association and how you can be part of our speaker community and the amazing opportunities we provide, please visit us at publicspeakersassociation.com. You can also hop on my schedule to chat with me personally about how Public Speakers Association can support you in your speaking business and career. And if you're a speaker and would like to learn more about leveraging the power of podcasting to broadcast your message, 
pay us a visit at podcasttown.net.